I've been a walking heartache. I've made a mess of me. The person that I've been lately. Welcome back to the Saturday show here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Hour two of the program underway right now. Michelle Bodkin there, Jake Hatch here as we break down all things. We've been talking a lot of football this morning, obviously, uh, both football and football, I guess we should say from that last segment, uh, but a lot to talk about on that front. Uh, but Michelle, the NIL uh, situation continues to kind of evolve out there in the, mm-hmm. in the college sports universe, I guess yeah. is the easiest way to, to say it. And the interesting part about this is there's like this ongoing uh, debate back and forth of, is it ever going to get reined in? Is it ever going to, like, are they ever going to go back to what it was? In many ways, and we're going to play some comments from Jerome Tang, who is the Kansas State basketball coach. It involves a BYU, a former BYU basketball player who transferred to Kansas State, and his comments about the whole situation. We'll get to that in just a minute. But when it comes to the NIL sphere, them saying that it's ever going back, there's not a chance. No. The toothpaste is is out of the tube. It's been squeezed out, and you're never putting that back. Oh, yeah, no. You, you mess with Pandora's box, and you get what you get. And, yeah. and that's basically where we're at at the moment with this. Now, is there a possibility to maybe better control it, better regulate it, better potentially? Yeah. Uh, potentially, if everybody gets together and can agree, <laughs> but that's also... They're, they're in and of itself an issue and a problem. Yeah, and see, that's the thing about this is you, you can think that it's going to be controlled, but here's the thing. This is already completely unregulated even when it was under the table. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, if, if you work in this industry, you've heard uh, the tales of poker chips and uh, tra- driving trails through small towns with various stops where you can go collect your cash and oh, yeah. – um, Come on, I'm trying to like Tennessee had the deal with um, who's that former head coach who's got in big trouble? Got them in big trouble. They legitimately were putting cash in McDonald's. Oh, Pruitt. bags. Pruitt, yes. Yeah. McDonald's bags filled with cash. They would just like, hey, that that bag over there underneath that tree, that that pick it up. Yeah, that that's for you. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't don't ask questions and make sure no one's around when you open it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, you know, fun, funnily muddy through a church. Uh, Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, there are stories out there for sure. And, you know, I have zero doubt that there, there isn't some truth to, to the, it just wouldn't get to you and come up if, if there wasn't some validity to that. So yes, it's yeah. now, I mean, now, yes, now you can openly kind of do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put regulations on these things, then we're going to go back to, you know, McDonald's bags under random trees. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, people are always going to try and cheat the system and get around it and, uh-huh. and whatnot. But I think there at least needs to be an effort to get it somewhat under control. Uh, you know, it's I, especially with some of these schools that have better resources. Like I know for a fact um, some of these blue bloods are thinking that they can now go shopping at Utah for for players, and I've heard several stories about well, things P- that other uh, you know Utah's players have been offered. BYU's not the only one. Like yeah, that's the thing about this. exactly. Is, like BYU, I can tell you this much: there's a f- former Cougar who's in the NFL right now who had USC offer him. I, I, I'm not going to say the number, but I, I know the number, and I was like. Wow. It, it was a nice chunk of change. Absolutely. It was, it was USC under Lincoln Riley. Like, hey, you want to come join the band? And yeah. he's like, I'm going to the NFL, but thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. 
So it's, you know, it's, you're getting, you're getting these schools that I think are starting to think and figure out, well, we don't have to put the work into developing. We'll go to these other schools that do do that. Or recruit off other rosters. And, yeah. and it's just, um, I was told about an SEC team that has a whole staff in place <laughs> that all they do is they watch tape on other players and make lists yeah, of people to go approach in the offseason to bolster their roster. It's like, kind of what the reality is, though. That's what they're doing. It's it? insane. And, and it, sadly, it feels like it's only going to get worse before it gets better in a way. But the situation, it came close to home this week for BYU basketball. So Quez Glover was a transfer. He actually played both at Florida and Samford. Uh, was a grad transfer uh, from Samford. Came to BYU. He spent essentially the summer here working out with the team. Uh, but then decided to jump back into the portal just about a weekish, week or two ago or something mm-hmm. like that. It was fairly recent. Ends up uh, landing at Kansas State, and there was a whole question of, okay, what in the world happened here? And there were insinuations that BYU's collective, the Royal Blue Collective, and their other collectives that are in play weren't stepping up to the plate and all that type of stuff. Well, Jerome Tang, who is the head coach at Kansas State, where he ultimately landed, uh, and by the way, he's getting a significant amount of money, uh, reports out there, in the hundreds of thousands, crazy number to me, but he uh, spoke to the media about Quez joining the team, but then uh, talked about what exactly from his perspective led Quez to leave BYU, and he insinuates that Mark Pope would agree with this. Here we go. Another guard in Quez Glover. Coach Pope had some comments about NIL perhaps driving him away from BYU. Did you see that the same way? Um. I'm, I'm really glad you asked me that question. And uh, first of all, Quez Glover is a terrific basketball player. Played in Florida for two years at Samford. Uh, most of the coaches in that league thought he was right there for player of the year. His senior year, he played hurt early. And then when he came back at the end, averaged almost 20 the last 10 games of the season. He's, he's a competitor. Uh, he can get downhill. He can get by. He can make tough shots. Uh, he's a you know two to one assist to turnover guy and and so we're excited for his leadership and his ability on the floor off the court he's a terrific human being I mean y'all are gonna love him a great smile very engaging great eye contact uh, I mean I, I'm excited both him and TP are gonna be terrific uh, I I believe Coach Pope was sending more of a message to his alumni about the the NIL thing that he was speaking on behalf of who Quez Glover is. But to correct this thing, it's his his family and him decided to leave because of a lack of trust, not a a lack of NIL, right? These guys, um, these young men are promised things going in and when they get there, when it's not delivered or they don't see the ability, if if there's there's a lack of trust in one area, it spreads to all areas. Okay, and so it, it wasn't an NIL movement. It was a trust movement, and uh, he just didn't feel like they could do what they said they were going to do. And uh, I think Coach Pope uh, would be willing to agree to that also. There you go, Jerome Tang. And, okay, Michelle, so on its head, it, trust. Here's the thing. Trust and NIL almost feel like they're interconnected in oh, this circumstance. Totally. Uh, and I think that was his way of getting around that fact yeah uh, it, it was being able to say the quiet pa- part out loud sure. yeah without telling on himself put, put it on the table yeah okay. exactly so i dug into this this week and uh here's the thing there was an incident between quez glover and mark pope mm-hmm. and there were things said on both sides 
and there was a miscommunication at some level. I, I don't know where the miscommunication happened, but Quez Glover thought he was promised certain things. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, BYU, from the basketball perspective and also from the NIL side of things, so from the collective side of things, thought it was a different situation. Mm-hmm. There was a miscommunication there. The incident, I think, exacerbated probably what Quez Glover was already considering, saying, you know what, maybe Provo's not my scene. Maybe I need to look somewhere else. And that may have been his... I don't know, his out? His out. The way to be like, you know what? I'm gone. He lands at Kansas State. You wish him well. Nothing but the best. But to your point, it feels like, yeah, Jerome Tang is putting out on the table that, yes, we are all skirting the rules, but I'm going to not implicate myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm sticking a fork in BYU at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I Probably realistically, both parties are guilty. Well, I think all parties are guilty in all well, of this at all times. Like Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean – don't promise things you're not going to provide or or, or, or it in a contract exactly yeah, exactly like get it in writing get it in writing <laughs> like my my dad always tells me document 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 uh-huh. like this is not about handshake like don't take a page out of the Pac-12. There are no gentlemen's agreements. Hey, by the way, two-year anniversary of the alliance was just the other day. <laughs> we hate alliances here. <laughs> they are the worst. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, don't don't take anything at face value. Mm-hmm. You better have that written down yeah. and signed and witnesses to all the signatures and and blah Get blah a notary blah. If you, you have to, yes, yeah. seriously. And then on top of that, you know, on some level with these kids and their parents and when is enough enough? Well, that's the question. When when is enough enough? When when do you get to a point where you just accept that you're in a good spot? Sure. And that that that's the thing you have to balance here is because. A lot of this, let's be honest, a lot of these guys, are they're hired guns. They're, they're, they're mercenaries. Mm-hmm. They're going to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Now, as I understand it, BYU put a very significant offer out there, NIL-wise, for Quez Glover. Like they, they were going to take care of him. And I just, the, the more I kind of think about this is that this is Jerome Tang's way, of, as you kind of pointed out, Michelle, of putting it out there, saying the quiet part out loud without actually saying it, and at the same time knowing that BYU is going to be a member of your conference moving forward. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you, you wound them in the recruiting sphere. Because now oh, yeah. Mark Pope has to go out on the recruiting trail with any person out there who has paid attention and have to answer the questions, okay, this Quez Glover kid, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, to to your point, you know, you you look at you know what happened on the other side, you know, did did you see an opportunity and you swooped in? Sure. And, you know, knock that crap off, like knock it off, like stop being a lazy sack of <laughs> and do your own work. Yeah. To recruit these kids and provide nil to them off the bat. Stop shopping off of people's rosters. It's just lazy. It, it is lazy, but the sad part is you have that avenue open to you. Yes. And why? And, and by the way, if you're one of the if you're if you're one of the blue bloods to use that term, if you're one of these top programs and you see good players around the country, why wouldn't you do that? With the current circumstances being what they uh, are, I mean, it, the rules are there ain't no rules. Yeah, but it, it's the wild west. Yeah, but something needs to be done about that because it's just it. How how does anyone else? succeed or compete yeah. or compete mm-hmm. 
if their rosters are constantly being shopped because someone else is too lazy to put in the work, but instead they think they can just throw a pile of money at it and problem solved. Well, here's the thing. Hi, USC. <laughs> like, I just that's Alabama, the, yeah, Ohio State. USC has been the most, I feel like, in terms of the college football realm, the most out in front of it, if that makes sense. Like they, yeah. They've been, like, the Jordan Addison situation will forever baffle, well, that won't baffle me, it won't, it'll just bug me. Yeah. This is a kid who wins the Blitnikoff Award with Pitt, and then because he's got connections to Caleb Williams, and he wants to play in a more high-powered offense, or have a bigger platform than apparently the Pitt Panthers could offer him in his mind. Well, uh, Lincoln Riley and whoever else he's got working behind the scenes with all that money throws a bag at him and says, hey, come down here to SC. Now, did it work out for Jordan Addison? Yes, he's a draft pick. He's with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, good for him. But it's just it, that you're right. It, it's just it looks really, really bad because it just looks lazy to mm-hmm. your point. It's like, OK, so you're a coach who wants to just essentially just scoop up. You want to put together an all star team and you let all these other programs do your work for you. And then you're like, all right, you, you, you and you are coming with me. The rest of y'all. Thanks. But no, thanks. Yeah. It just uh, like I said, by all means, get your money. Yeah. By all means, get your money. But like. Also, have a good sense of when is enough. Sure. And and understand, too, and I know that this was something that was discussed with a Utah player that got, uh, you know, some significant offers from elsewhere, Uh uh, was, yeah, okay, you can go and take that money, and it's going to be extra big money, (laughs) and that's great. Yeah. But you have a legacy here Uh uh, that is kind of unmatched. Uh, So, you know, you can go to this place for a single season, whatever, and have that money. But in the meantime, you wreck whatever you did here. Uh, And so, you know, don't think that you can come back and, and and ask for favors or ask for help. Like that all goes away. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there is also something to be said for the benefits that you get you know, aren't necessarily monetary either. Sometimes it's future stuff. Sometimes it's networking. It's opportunities at careers and being able to pave a path forward once your career is over because it will end. You're not playing football forever. You're just not. (laughs) No. Uh, You know, and okay, yeah, maybe you get into like broadcast or coaching or, you know, but maybe not. And so, you know, do you want to go and piss off a bunch of people that did everything they could to support you mm-hmm. to go chase a bag and pro and really probably be filler for what whatever team is pursuing you. I mean, really, truly, honestly, like that is something that these kids need to have people around them telling them this. It's not all about money. Like money is nice. Correct. Believe me, money is nice. Yeah, As sure. someone that does not have a lot of money, money is nice. We work but, in an industry where, you know, money's relative. Let's put it that way. But <laughs> yeah. There are other things to be gained uh-huh. and other things that you can benefit from. Don't burn the whole damn bridge down. Correct. For for a single piece of the overall picture. What you th- consider uh, you secure the bag, you could burn a, a lot of other bags on the way. Now, now, that also adds to the conversation I had about this whole situation with Quez Glover. Both the Crimson Collective and the Royal Blue Collective, the two collectives representing BYU and Utah, they are doing really, really cool stuff, especially Mm -hmm. on the mentorship side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, here's the deal. 
they want to connect these athletes. I'm not talking just Utah football and BYU football. I'm talking the entire athletic departments at yes. both universities. They are offering up opportunities to meet with some of the more high-powered alumnus, alumni, I guess I should say, of their various universities. We're talking people in politics, business, media, on down the list. Mm-hmm. And they're building relationships between these because obviously these mentors, they have incentive because they're alumni of the university. They're probably fans and the like. They want to give back and they want to be tied into athletics. It's a really, really nice thing that is going back and forth here that to your point, if you say, okay, oh, well, this X university over here is offering me 500 grand to leave BYU or Utah. Well, guess what? You can do that. You can go take that 500 grand. And wish you well, move on. But to your point, the alumni association that you've built here, the the bridges you've built, the mentorship you've received, in many ways, it just it goes right out the window. Because at that point, that mentor is going to be like, all right, so if I were to hire this guy for my business, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. if they get poached away, they're apparently they're just going to jump. That's the thing you got to as you as you point out. There's a legacy. There's a uh, a network you can build in college that literally can benefit you for the rest of life. I know for a fact that Stanford, when they recruit guys, point to what Stanford can do for you 40 years down the line. Right. As they should. Right. For, Stanford will set you up for life. I've got two very dear friends from my times in college that have both gone on and gotten grad degrees from Stanford. They are going to benefit from those connections literally as long as they're on this planet. Yeah. That's the thing about this. You can, the, the NIL can short-circuit all of that real quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, uh, especially I think if you're a player that's doing well here, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like you're, you're a God, you're yeah. a God for life. You go to an LA school, nobody's going to remember you that that one year that you played for a million dollars or whatever sure, it is yeah. that they offered you, you stay here and you do well, you're set for life. Mm-hmm. You are set for life. Like it, that, that's just how. Utah, BYU takes care of their people. Mm-hmm. Like because again, we don't have we don't have the pro sport. There isn't any apathy over oh yeah. uh, <laughs> you, what uh, the college team is playing this week. Sure. Ugh. Yeah. Well, and that that thing about it is this is a community that it's it's I don't, don't want to say it's unlike any other because there are communities similar to it. But BYU and Utah and just the state of Utah and itself, we like to take care of our own. Mm-hmm. People who come in from out of state, or even if you're from the state, people want to take care of fellow Utahns, mm-hmm. and that's it's just it's. I appreciate what the Crimson and the Royal Blue Collective are trying to do here because they're trying to make it more than just yeah. Here's the bag of money. Go go do your thing on the field there for us, son, or it, whatever. It's just they want to make sure that hey, it's yeah. There's money. There's a financial component to it, but they want to extend that beyond just okay. Yeah, you're a hired mercenary. You're a hired gun. Come in here and do your thing, and then wish you well. It, it, it's got to be more. It's got to mean more. I guess is the easiest, easiest mm-hmm. way to say it. You've got to make sure that hey, okay, we're helping these guys out, guys or girls out, women out with financial side of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're setting them up for future. Yeah, because money's finite. Yeah, like it goes away. Well, and especially in your early twenties, like yeah, well, like I mean, some some kids are really great with that. Others are not. Uh, Raising my hand, I would have been really bad with it. I, yeah, I, pro- I probably would not have been the best with that either. Uh, it's just, you know, and and especially these kids that come from nothing. Sure, and all yeah. of a sudden you have something. 
there's a high probability you're blowing through that pretty fast. Well, it, it, when you yeah, when you don't have it and all of a sudden you get it, you're like, hey, sweet. hey, like, I yeah. can buy whatever yeah. I want, yeah. not a problem. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it's absolutely important to weigh and remember that. Yeah, you you might get this money here and now, mm-hmm. but that's a very that's a temporary part of this thing. Think about think about the other things that will benefit you down the road. And that's not to say like if it's a bad fit for you, sure. Like by all means leave. Like if if you're not being treated well, if there there are circumstances. There are circumstances yeah. by all means get out of dodge. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. People will understand that. Uh, but don't don't make rash decisions chasing a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and this situation, it just feels like the almighty dollar came uh, to the forefront, and I think it may have affected a few things on all, on all sides. Just, but the NIL sphere—it's a crazy, crazy world out there, and we'll, we'll obviously it'll be continue to be a topic in, as long as it's existing in its current format. Oh yeah. All right, uh, we will t- get to five minutes off coming up next. Come up, cover some of the other topics we have not had a chance to get to on today's show. But I wanted to chat real quick with our good friend Lindsay here at the Woods Cross location of Murdoch Chevrolet. And Lindsay, uh, ninety-seven years in business with the Murdochs. I, are they in like the fourth generation now of the family running things here? How how deep are we into the Murdoch family running this thing? Fourth generation, yeah, probably. I think about uh, we're going on two years. Okay, that the sons, yeah, now. Uh, run it and they're in charge and owners and stuff so yeah we're in the fourth generation and and the murdochs are an institution in this state but. I, absolutely i uh I, I mentioned on an earlier program that i've had the opportunity to travel all over the country yeah and in, in different dealerships and stuff and when i came back i actually chose this the is murdochs where you wanted to be yeah luckily they uh they allowed me to, to work here. <laughs> well, sure, and that's, that's the thing about it. When you have 97 years in business, you, you mentioned it earlier, you've done something right because you don't exist for that long. You don't you don't have that type of a run without doing things the right way in business. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, you, you, you talk about the vehicles we have. You talk about celebrating 97 years, but when you look at the foundation that they have that uh, – that they run here yeah. and what they do for families, what mm-hmm. they do for the community and stuff. It's just, it, it's impressive. It's amazing. It's just, it's an honor to work for an organization like the Murdochs. Now, we're here talking about cars. we got a really cool Z71 sitting behind you here, but you got all kinds of options actually on the lot. You're not having to come in, look at it on a computer screen and order it. You can actually get in the car and drive it today. Oh, absolutely. we got several trim levels on, on the Silverados. we got several trim levels on Traverses, Equinoxes. We've got a, a lot of vehicles, Blazers, mm-hmm. that are actually here on the lot. You don't have to look at computers. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to see what you want to Be like, oh, build. I can envision myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got them here and love to have you come down and let us show you what we can do for you. You said $7,000 off select Silverados right now as Correct. well. That's awesome. Some great stuff. And also the used car market. You said 150 we got close to 150 used cars right Jeez, now. Okay. We've actually got a back lot that it's we're sitting on about. 45, 50 cars right now. I'm trying to get through detail. Because, yeah, you just do the multi-point inspections and all that stuff, yep. right? So yep. Awesome stuff. We'll stop on by. Uh, any of the guys here would be happy to help you out. We'll, t- we'll talk with you one more time before we wrap sh- up shop here. All right, Lindsay? All right, more Thanks. in a moment. Uh, five minutes of coming up next. This is the Saturday Show right here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone.
Welcome back to the Saturday show here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. And Sarah, are you just enjoying the fact that you get to play country and there's like not a complaint from your other hosts that don't like country? Yes, it's amazing. We've had a few <laughs> win ticket Wednesdays where we've been giving yeah. away tickets to country yes. artists and it's been like making my life because I'm like, yay, I can finally play country music. <laughs> So pull back the curtain a little bit. Sarah, obviously, she, I, I produce the morning show, and then she does Jake and Ben right afterwards. Yeah. And there are multiple days she'll come in, and she's setting up her show, getting all her bed music done. I'm like, what are you going with today? She's like, I really want to play insert country artist, but I know that Jake will complain about it, Jake Scott. She's <laughs> like, just do it. Why not? It's hey, What's he going to do, break the glass? <laughs> like. It makes me chuckle because they, <laughs> both of them, both Ben and him, like they're kind of like they're just like so out on country. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I know that you yeah, are necessarily. I'm, I'm with them, yeah. but like it's whatever. It's, it's just, fine. It makes me chuckle. I just it, it's always funny because it's the funny game. Like cause Sarah, when those win ticket Wednesdays have come up, we gave away Jason Aldean. Was Jason Aldean not too long ago, Sarah? He yeah, and right we now. gave away. Uh, oh my gosh, oh, not Tim Fa- McGraw. Tim McGraw. I was like. Faith Hill. Yeah. That's the first thing that came yeah. to my head. Tim McGraw well, tickets, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's fine." <laughs> yeah, but that that but so the, those days are <laughs> Jake's just. <sighs> it was funny. Sigh. Yeah. Big sigh. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but nonetheless, fun times all the way around. All right, let's get to five minutes of here and talk about some of the other topics. Let's talk some NFL here, Michelle. Now, uh, the fun part is I actually saw this last night when I got home from high school football. A lot of hype for Clark Phillips down with uh, the Atlanta Falcons. We like that. Here's the thing. He is a phenomenal football player. The only thing that knocked him down in the draft is the fact that he's not six foot three and 200 pounds. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, not everybody can be six foot three, two hundred pounds. So, you know, does this guy have other things that make up for that fact? And Clark is for sure that guy. Yeah. Bryn Covey's another one. Sure, yeah. Like Yeah. Diminutive player in terms of the actual like body type, but their production on the field, they play bigger than they are. One thousand percent. And and I think NFL teams are starting to pick up on that, realize sure. that, yeah. understand that, appreciate that. And so, yeah, they're, I think you know we're going to see teams maybe be a little more willing to take a flyer on some of these smaller guys that Utah occasionally brings in that don't necessarily fit the measurements because you have guys like Clark Phillips, you have guys like Bryn Covey going out and producing week in and week out. Well, and that's the thing about it also. like You can never have too many, as I like to call them, football players on your team. Like, yeah. Like, they may not uh, fit the ideal measurements, height, weight, whatever, but if they produce, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want that on your team? Well, and I think the attitude and the leadership sure, and that the, too, the yeah. fact that, you know, those two guys are guys that are constantly in the playbook mm-hmm. and they love the game and they live the game oh, and yeah. they eat up the game. Like, and that, that stuff that trickles to everyone else on the team. Culture builders. It, they're culture builders. Yeah. It, yes, that is actually a phenomenal, I think, description of both of them they're they are culture builders yeah and well and that's the thing about this i think a lot of the athletes have come from the state of late i'm thinking of the fred warners of the world i'm thinking dalton kincaid's gonna be that for the buffalo bills it feels like totally uh, i look at uh, oh uh, speaking of the atlanta falcons tyler algier yes like that dude came from relative nothing and now he is a starting caliber running back in the NFL. Now, yes. how does he coexist with Bijan robinson there in atlanta that's gonna be an interesting debate but to your point 
all those guys were phenomenal football players here, but more importantly, were leaders of their team. Mm-hmm. There are other guys who go, they've got God-given talent that go out there and they're just playing ball and they're collecting big, massive paychecks. But in all honesty, they're just there to collect the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> get get the paycheck, yeah. go home. No, though, those are absolutely great examples of guys that just make everyone better. Yeah. They just make everyone better. And I think they make the games fun. They make the practices fun Mm -hmm. uh, because it is more than just collecting a paycheck. (laughs) It, they, they want to be there. They want to get to know their teammates. They, they want to bring everybody up. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, 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 (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh, The other thing is, so it's the final weekend of the NFL preseason, so there's going to be a lot of cuts uh, happening here in the next few days. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's unfortunate because they go from 90-man rosters to 53-man, so there are a lot of dudes going to be out of a job real fast. Uh, and that'll include guys from the state, like guys yep. connections. So we'll be tracking that. Obviously, there'll be plenty of that coverage. Kyle Ireland, yourself, Mitch Harper on KSLSports.com will be writing up all that stuff. Other big news in the NFL last night, uh, just two and a half years into his tenure with the San Francisco 49ers after playing like four games, it feels like. Trey Lance is out with San Francisco. Uh, now, I freely admit I am a Niners fan, and I just – this. This is so weird to me. You traded three first-round picks. You mortgaged your like almost immediate future to go out and get this kid. And then two and a half years later, you turn around. And by the way, you did hedge your bet. You took Brock Purdy as mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant. He has turned into what appears to be a franchise-caliber type guy. Great. But here's the same thing. Like, Do you really know what you have in Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. Apparently they thought they did because they shipped him off to Dallas for a fourth-round pick. It's... I mean, we've talked a lot about this, and I think specifically about Zach Wilson. Sure. Is, when is the NFL going to wise up with these quarterbacks and understand that, especially since it's usually the teams that are not doing so well that get some of those first picks, yeah. that, that picking you know, a 22-, 23-year-old guy... Well, in Zach's case, he was only 20. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, what... What, what are you doing? What are you doing expecting that guy to come in and instantly fix all your problems? That attitude needs to change. Yeah. There needs to be a level of development and patience and working with, and oh, by the way, maybe not squandering all of your resources mm-hmm. on just the quarterback and giving him an empty cupboard to work with. Yeah. Well, New York Jets. Yeah. Uh, Yo. Um, it just... You're setting these kids up to fail. Mm-hmm. And it's I I every year I can't help but think who have we missed out on because the NFL has very little patience for development mm-hmm. and just expects someone to come in and fix their problems. Well, and that's why I got to give a massive tip of the cap to a guy like Andy Reid cuz he he took Patrick Mahomes. He knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be like he saw what Mahomes was, was had the potential to become. Mm-hmm. What does he do though? He says, "Hey Pat, I got this guy named Alex Smith over here. Right. He's going to play first. You're going to sit and learn. And then it was off to the races at that point. Two Super Bowls later, four is it four trips to the Super Bowl or two, three trips to the Super Bowl, two wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and it looks like they're set up to possibly do it again this year. Yeah, they will. And they're, they're going to be in that for the foreseeable future, too. So there needs to be more of the Andy Reid model, mm-hmm. to your point, versus, yeah, what the Jets did with Zach saying, you're the guy, go. Or Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. 
Yeah, we know we're a hot mess, but we expect you to fix this. But, oh, by the way, we're not getting you any receivers. We're not getting you any offensive linemen. Good luck and Godspeed, yeah. kid. And if you can't produce, then you're out in two years. Yeah, uh, crazy stuff. Sam Darnold beating out Trey Lance as the back of San Francisco 49ers. That... Speaking of a former Jets quarterback who was left for dead. Yeah. Like, uh, it, crazy, crazy times in, in the NFL. All right, um, a couple other things real quick. Uh, Bronny James, obviously horrifying situation oh for him to collapse Terrifying. in practice. Uh, is officially So he's expected to return to the court in, quote, the very near future after suffering cardiac arrest. Apparently the likely cause of that arrest was a congenital heart defect, which was identified after an initial evaluation at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles and then follow-up evaluations at both the Mayo Clinic and the Atlantic Health Morristown Medical Center in New Jersey. So he's been all over the country getting this checked out. Uh, I hope it has the ends all. Uh, what's the terminology I'm using? Be all end all. I don't know. Whatever. The, it ends up being a positive situation here, where he can mm-hmm. resume his career because his dad has talked openly about he's sticking around the NBA to play with Bronny. Jeez, that is okay. Um, it... <laughs> That that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> LeBron LeBron wants to set history. He said, "I've always wanted to play. I want to be the first father son duo to play in the NBA." I think he looks at the Ken Griffey Jr. situation. Uh, Him and Ken Griffey Sr. played together for the San Francisco, uh, not the San Francisco Forty Nine, the Seattle Mariners. If I yes. Uh, and he wants to do that in the NBA. He wants to set another record by doing that. Now, the question is, okay, if he returns in the near future, I don't think he's one and done in this situation anymore at USC. So yeah. LeBron's going to be with the Lakers for at least another year here. How long can he really hold on? Now, LeBron's still playing really, really good basketball. Yeah, It may not be on an every-night basis like it was three or four years ago, but on any given night, that dude, he's the best, one of the best in the world, best of all time. He can give you 50 on any given night. So he will stick around the NBA for however long I think he wants to. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder, is it... Is Bronny going to be good enough soon enough to see that reality happen? But here's the thing. That's ancillary to the fact that it sounds like Bronny's going to be able to resume his playing career. And that that's good because that, that was a terrifying situation. Um, and someone his age should not oh, yeah, be having no. to deal with that. Sure. Uh, so the fact that the prognosis is looking better than it initially did, because I was seeing reports initially that like his career was likely over. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Had they discovered something that was more significant, absolutely. Because heart problems, you don't, you don't, you don't mess with that stuff. No, no, it's it's not worth it. And, and especially, I mean, Bronny, like his family set because of oh, yeah. what Daddy's done. Yeah. So it, you know, there there's no need mm-hmm. to risk it now if. It works out that that you can accomplish that goal on your own, sure, w- with no adverse effects on the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Then, by all means, if you love the game that much, go for it. But don't do anything stupid. Again, don't do anything stupid to chase a dollar, especially a dollar that you don't need. Sure, and that, that's the thing about it is it's, it, there's an opportunity here, obviously, for him to kind of create his own legacy. And that's mm-hmm. the positive news is he's going to be able to resume his playing career because this is a kid who's been born and bred to essentially do this his entire life. And from all accounts, it's not been LeBron James for, LeBron James Sr. because mm-hmm. Bronny is LeBron James Jr. Right. It's not been his dad telling him, you're, you're going you're gonna to play hoop. Bronny's just taking. He loves the game of basketball, mm-hmm. and to have that potentially have like ripped away from you with this situation, it's got to be him thinking like, okay, the fact that I'm able to go back out and do this, I think he's going to appreciate even more than he already did. Totally. 
Totally. I was also going to say, he looks like he's doing pretty good. Did you see sure. him and LeBron walk out at Drake's concert? I, I did not see that. They were like, I, I so he had a big concert in L.A., and to like walk out to the stage, he had LeBron and Bronny with him. And they were having the blast. Right. I mean, that's very different than playing on a, on the, on the court, sure. obviously. Yeah. But I'm like, at least he's out and about, and you know, being social. Doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that's the positive news. And he was actually spotted, I think, shortly after being released from the hospital. He was only in the hospital for, I think, it was like. Is it 48 hours even? It wasn't that long. Like, okay. Uh-huh. So he was he was in and out. And that, there was other people saying that the fact that he was out of the ICU and everything and, out, and released from the hospital relatively quickly, that's actually was a positive sign. I'm, I mean, you would hope so. Yeah. So, but then he <laughs> was spotted. Like, uh, I, I think somebody said he was spotted at a LA eatery with his dad that very night or whatever. Okay. So it, it, he's not hiding from the world. Yeah. Like he easily could have curled up in a ball, sat in the family compound and been like, nope. We're, yeah. we're doing. No. A, we're we're hiding out for a minute. But he's playing for USC. Who knows if he play? How soon he plays this season? That, that's the thing about this. And by the way, this is the second straight year that USC has had an athlete go down with a heart issue. Right. Yeah. I I found that very interesting. Like, so what's in the water in LA <laughs> that's like causing this? Like, that's a little scary. Yeah. Twi- twice in a two year span. Ugh. Yeah, crazy, crazy scenes. But uh, I, the positive news is it sounds like he is going to make a full recovery. And I, as soon as he takes the court again, I'm sure it'll be like must-see TV. Like, and it, it was already going to be that because yeah. he's LeBron James Jr. Oh, yeah. Like, no, it's it's going to be a circus. Yeah. It's going to be a circus. Um, and then one other thing, real quick, real quick, on the high school football front, I don't know if you saw this last night, four people were shot during a high school football game last oh, night gosh. in Choctaw, Oklahoma. Uh, I saw this uh, last, same, last, last night. I saw it pop up, and I'm like, this is horrifying. Uh, so uh, there was a game between Choctaw High School and Dell City High School, and uh, victims were uh, – You see, if you see the video, it's horrifying because all of a sudden you see players, fans, everybody just rushing. And it, people like, like were knocked down on the field. It was just oh horrible. Gosh. And uh, as of last night, I think they said that the possible number of shooters was unknown, but the reports of two muzzle flashes seen during the shooting. Uh, there were off-duty police officers. One of them fired his weapon, was not injured. It's just a, it's a it's a terrible thing. Like this is high school football, folks. Like let the kids do their thing. You don't need to bring that type of violence to a game. No, I it. <sighs> I, I, there's a whole lot I could say on this. Sure. That, you yeah. know what? I, I'm going to avoid going quite there, but, like, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it's so unnecessary. You know what? Your gun does not need to go with you everywhere you go. Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and and especially to whip it out and start shooting, shooting up certain areas, like, areas where people are trying to enjoy their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, Get out of here. The games are where you go to escape from all the other crap in the world. Exactly. It just, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. That That is not what high school football is supposed to be. That's not what any sporting event or concert or even boring things like going <laughs> grocery shopping are sure. supposed to be. Like, you should be able to do those things without being worried about being mowed down. Yep, it just it's sad scenes, obviously, all the way around. Because I'm calling high school football games. I love it. I, I was watching that Lone Peak Corner Canyon game last night. Lone Peak raced out to a huge lead. Uh, sorry, no, Corner Canyon raced out to a huge lead. Lone Peak rallied back. It was a fun football game. To consider something like that being marred by something like this, just, it just 
You know what's sad is I think about it all the time. Well, I think we all kind of have to consider it. That's I think I think about it all. The, I'm like, so when when is the day going to come that yeah. like I end up being locked down in a stadium or an arena? Be no fun because some psychopath decides that that's a great place to make a stand. Yeah, it's just one of those crazy, crazy things. But uh, yeah, so. You know what? Let's be smarter as all as all of us human beings wise. Like, let's come on now. Like, this is the fun part of what we're doing. Yes. We don't need to bring everything else. In. Whatever. It is what it is. All right. Uh, we'll come back. I want to finish up today's show with a really cool article that you did for KSLSports.com. Oh, thank you. Uh, connections between Utah and I guess what is it pop culture? Like, or just I, you know, I was just trying to think outside the box okay. a little bit. I think people have this notion of Utah, like the state of Utah, the University of Utah, even BYU, Uh as being like, nothing cool. It's buttoned up. Yeah, (laughs) nothing cool happens there. There's no cool connections there. There, Yeah, there's nothing going on there. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. There's plenty of stuff that goes on and happens around these parts. We'll get to that next. Seven facts about (laughs) the Utes as we wrap up this Saturday show edition right here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back to the Saturday show here on 97.5 FM, DKSL Sports Zone. Michelle Bodkin, Jay Catch, breaking things down live at Murdoch Chevrolet here in Woods Cross. We'd love for you guys to stop by, uh, pick up some jazz gear before we take off. But regardless, come and check out their incredible line of vehicles. We'll talk with Lindsay uh, one more time before we wrap up shop here. But, Michelle, I teased it before we hit the break here. Uh, you did a really cool article for KSLSports.com. Uh, you called it the title, Seven Random Facts to Know About Utah Football. <laughs> now, I think some of these are, if you are from Utah, you got some of them. I'm not gonna lie. There were two that I did not know that you pointed. You, you, I, uh, you, you learned me. You, you taught me. <laughs> you know, I learned you. I, I, I can talk. You. I can talk good. I am on the radio, <laughs> but I, I learned some things from this, and so that's the fun part about it. So, uh, a couple of them, real quick. I'll just point out before we wrap up the show. So, you mentioned found fact number one. Utah's the only school with first round picks in both the NBA. Excuse me, only school with first round picks in the NFL and NBA draft in the same year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive in its own stuff. Obviously, Alex Smith and Andrew Bogut were the number one overall picks in the same year. That's history in its own right. The two that I wanted to point out the most, Kyle Whittingham and Suge Knight. Obviously, death row records, all that hoopla that exists around there. I did not know this. They were teammates during the the lockout, the strike season for the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How in the world did you put that together? It was actually a fan tweeted it out a couple years ago, and... It was one of those things I was like, there's no way. There's no way. So I went and looked at the roster, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it is real. It's fact. So Marion Hugh Knight Jr. is actually going to go to a Suge Knight. Crazy. I did, did not know that. Here's the thing. They've both, they both gone on to be kneecap yeah. busters in very different regards. <laughs> very good point. Now, the O.J. Simpson deal, he was almost a youth. Uh, there was a whole situation there. I remember, actually, I've, I've read this story, like, uh, they had an assistant taken back to like San Francisco area to try and get things locked up with Utah, mm-hmm. and then USC swoops in and scoops him away. Mm-hmm. What could have been and a whole other deal had OJ Simpson ended up being a Utah player in the late '60s. 
crazy to consider that scenario, considering how things are shaking out there. And then the one other one I want to point out, and this is a great article. I'd encourage you guys to go read this. I did not know this. Alessandra Ambrosio has been to a Utah game? Yes. Explain. Okay. So I I don't know if they are still dating. Okay. But she, is date, she was dating a Utah alum that is also a model okay. in, in Los Angeles. I've actually met him before. Uh-huh. Um, I know his brother really, really well. But so they actually were trying to get her out to a game previously. They, they were looking at the Oregon game in 2021. Okay. Uh, and schedules obviously being supermodels didn't work out. Well, it worked out for that USC game. And uh, I, I, all accounts, she had a really, really, really great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves being around people is what I've been told. Okay. Uh, she was particularly particularly into the tailgate thing because in, in Brazil, where she's from, like that's a huge deal in, sure. in the soccer culture, okay. in the football culture. So, so, yeah, so she really, really was into it, liked it. I I'm hoping it maybe someday I can like talk to her about that. Like that is something that I've been trying to to work out. But and then I I slid one other little thing. Yeah, there's a little tease in the yeah, end. Yeah, there's this. a little tease. I'm hoping to uh, have this story better explained. Uh-huh. Uh, but genuine has been to Utah football games before. <laughs> Um, yes, that, that. I don't guy. know how you come the, across the, the this pony stuff. stuff the, or the yeah, pony stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, genuine Alessandro Ambrosio. Like, come so, on. So the the genuine story, yeah. I found out about that actually this past year at the Pac-12 championship game. I okay. hang out. Uh, I was hanging out with a bunch of guys that played in 1994. That 1994 team mm-hmm. that was really good for Utah football, and uh, the the pony came on on. Yeah. The, in the club that we were at and you know i'm sitting back because i'm like i know that this is kind of your era so i'm like i'm waiting for them to like yeah. jam out and like get really into it and one of the guys looks at me and he goes i grew up with him he's been to games i was like wait what <laughs> that was not the response i was expecting to get but i mean the bottom line is you know hang out with people and and you learn things jeez yeah. all right cool stuff uh, by the way i don't care if you're a utah byu i don't care what fan Read this story. It was really fun. Well done by you. Thank you. It was really. I. I, I trust me. I was like, it's actually a really good idea. Like I really enjoyed reading that one. Thank so, you. Yeah. So, anyways, good stuff. Check it out. KSLSports.com. Uh, fun stuff. All right. Before we go here, let's talk one more time with our good friend Lindsay here at Murdoch Chevrolet here in Woods Cross. And Lindsay, uh, you and I talked right as we uh, talked right after we talked last time about how you guys go about with your used cars. Um, now you mentioned you have 150 on the lot here, but you guys go through a rigorous inspection process on this, and it's it's really simple. It's pass fail, right? Absolutely. Any any car that uh, one of our corporate buyers purchases or tradings that come in, we'll actually take it through our uh, service department, mm-hmm. go through a very detailed multi-point inspection, and then from there, if the brakes don't pass, they're replaced. If okay. Tires don't pass, they're replaced. If anything doesn't pass, it's replaced. On top of that, a U-Cars manager will actually take it, and if there's something that does pass but it's getting close, there's a lot of times he'll override that and replace that as well. I'll just say, hey, we're, we're just fixing that right Yeah, now. so a lot of our used cars are out on the lot, um, especially the newer ones and stuff uh-huh. are basically yeah. brand new. They, well, and, the, you, you can just you, you can rest assured that, hey, it's been taken care of. Like Correct. This, this car, they the Murdochs, they put the sign still, like they put their stamp on it. Like this this car is going to run well for you. Yeah, and, and it's it, it's – it's uh, based on the year and mileage. If sure. it's over 120,000 miles, we still take it through the shop, but yeah. we don't 
Well, you know, yeah, their cars get old. It happens. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. But uh, you guys have been in business here 97 years, obviously, with the Chevrolet brand. That's part about the Murdochs. they got multiple other brands as well, but we're here at the Murdoch Chevrolet location. 97 years in business, and you guys got a really cool deal on Silverado at 1500s in particular. Yes, on select 1500s, you can get up to $7,000 off on a 1500 truck right now. We have um, over a dozen okay. on our lot right now. You can come down all trim levels. Take a look at them. No matter what you're looking inches. for. Yeah. We, we've got it. You can take a look at them. They're here. Mm-hmm. Drive them. Go through them. You don't have to Take it home with them. you, if you know. Yeah, take it home. Save a fits in the garage. <laughs> That's one we hear all the time. I, I, so. do have a, I do have a brother-in-law who just moved into a new house and found out his truck is – I'm not joking. I've seen it with my – I've seen the two and a half inches. Yeah, it's just it, it's two and a half inches too short. I was like, well, you probably should have you know checked that you know before you made such. But nonetheless, you yeah. can do all that here. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You can you can test drive. We we let people uh, take them, mm-hmm. check that out. We let them go show spouses if the sure. spouse isn't here, and they can take it to lunch to you know help with the decision and stuff. We, uh, as our motto says, like to treat people like family. And yeah. So we would do that if you were a family member and. We like to treat people like that as well. So, Well, awesome. You guys are here open until 8 tonight, obviously, Correct. just off the freeway here in Woods Cross. I encourage you guys to stop by. Uh, looking forward to being back up here soon enough to talk with you some more. All right, Lindsay? I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. That will do it for the Saturday show for Sarah. Uh, back in the studio and for Michelle, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. Also, big thanks to Sean as well for being here at Tech and Forest. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday. And, by the way, it's going to be game day next Saturday. We're yeah. here. We'll be recapping Utah. We'll be talking about BYU. Utah State will be underway already by the time we're on air next week. Oh, happy day. It's here. So get ready for it. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. This has been the Saturday show here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone.